Hello everyone and welcome to Avantika Designering Series or ADS as we like to call it. Every week on Wednesday we feature design and technology leaders who share their professional journey, their thoughts on their domain of work and designering where the world of design and engineering meet. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. And with that, let's continue with your show. In the post-pandemic world, where every service or product is available online, great usability in itself would not be enough to overcome the customer expectations. It is the time when bridging the emotional gap between the industry and the user becomes more crucial. In fact, the ability to form an emotional connection with the customers is one of the key factors to ensure a financial industry success and gain customers' loyalty. But how can designers use empathy to find the intersection between the business goals and the end user needs? In this episode, we interact with Ritesh Ranjan, Deputy Vice President Design at Edelweiss Financial Services Limited, to know more about this theme. He has over a decade of user experience, design strategy, research, and project management experience. And that's why, on our journey of discovering designering, we talked to him about the equity of empathy. Hi, Ritesh. Welcome to Avantika Designering Podcast Series. Thank you so much for joining us on our show today. Hi, Rohit. Thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure. Super. So while we start our conversation with you, Ritesh, my first ice-breaking question with you. Creativity is an essential part of design and innovation that requires an absorbed mind a relaxed state of focus and attention. The question that I have for you, Ritesh, is what are some of the practices that we can follow to let the creativity loop running even when we are not working? I do simple things. like I, I take a break or go for a workout. Usually it is running. Or do something completely other than working on the creative solution that I've come up with. So honestly, there is no real answer for this. Everybody is tuned differently. Like with experience, I think you find your thing to get back in the loop. So uh, a weird thing that I do is I assign one song to a project and continuously keep listening to it. So I'm listening to one or two songs probably for three or four weeks and sometimes more. Uh, so yeah, so that's basically my method of getting back in the loop. So I just keep listening to one song again and again. Maybe it won't work for everybody though. Wow, super! And any any favorite song or playlist? <laughs> so no, there is uh, no favorite song. So I can tell you that right now I'm listening to Eminence Front by the Who. So it's a '70s British band. It's amazing. Wow, that sounds exciting. I'll definitely catch up on 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 that music right after our podcast is recorded. <laughs> so moving on, um, and with an experience of more than a decade working across various financial institutions and technology company, we would love to hear about your professional journey. Hmm. Okay, so Rohit, this is a long story. Uh, so uh, my, my journey in design started uh, way before I actually started working. 
Uh, so back in 2000, um, my dad bought a second-hand PC from his company. So so this PC, uh, uh, his company, which, uh, which they were getting rid of, uh, uh, he thought it would be a good idea to get it for Ritesh so that he can learn excellent word. Uh, but this PC was from the print department, so it had Coral Draw and Photoshop file, uh, uh, and it had few raw files which the uh, department had worked on. So when I got it, uh, immediately I, I started exploring the computer. I got uh, these uh, files and I started playing around with them, moving things around. Started designing wallpapers for my brand new secondhand PC and uh, played off played a lot of minesweepers of course so uh, uh, and i had no idea there is something called as art or design college back in that time like uh, so in 2001 uh, when i graduated 10th my high school i didn't do well like i was i had a very average score so i ended up picking up commerce and then i did my bachelor's in management studies so, so uh, right after management studies, uh, right after BMS, I luckily got placed in Citibank uh, in 2007. Uh, and Citibank put me in a team where I was creating uh, reports on PowerPoint presentations uh, for some bankers in US. So, so my job was to continuously create PowerPoint presentations and company report. So this is where really my journey picked up. So I start, I was uh, being recognized for this aesthetically good-looking presentations that I'm creating. Multiple times, they were specifically asking for me to work on it, and I was part of a big team. So uh, a senior of mine noticed this, and he told me that I should consider graphic design. And from there, the second job that I took was with Monitor Group, and which was as a designer. Uh, so this team already had seasoned designers who went to design schools abroad. Uh, that's where I even learned about art and design education, honestly. Uh, so within six months of working with them, and uh, they started advising me that you have a knack for design, and I should kind of attend a design school. And and after some time, within probably six months, right after that, I ended up joining Sistic School of Art and Design. Uh, and that changed pretty much everything for me, honestly. Like I, I learned so much about design. Like I, I learned design is not just aesthetics. Like it's a solution. Like uh, in, in fact, aesthetics is the last thing. You know, form follows function. Uh, Sushi was a huge, huge impact on me. It made me think for myself. It made me look at a solution in my way. Uh, what you design was not about how it looks. It was about the process and what it solves or communicates uh, uh, and it was it was an amazing learning experience overall so uh, it was uh, very unlike uh, the high school and the colleges that i have attended before so it was pretty amazing so uh, post srishti i joined sab labs which was in 2013 uh, this was the time when most companies you know were looking at clouds cloud-based solutions and uh, SAP leading in this enterprise product sector, uh, uh, I got great exposure uh, uh, in how digital was playing a uh, uh, role internally in, in, in every organization and how a cloud-based setup helped for an omni-channel experience, not only for consumers, but also for enterprises. So, so that was you know, quite an eye-opening uh, uh, learning in, for, in terms of digital and technology. From there, I joined uh, Fractal in Design Studio. It's, it's 
actually a very great design studio in Mumbai. And they contracted me to McKinsey and, and company as a full-time uh, employee. And here I got great exposures in designing products from start to end. And it came with a variety of products uh, from different sectors of industries and multiple streams within an organization. So I am designing products for HR, for sales, for marketing, and for general operations, you know, for different types of sectors such as banking, oil and gas, and automobiles. And uh, uh, so it, it, it was a great exposure. So I worked with them for three years. Felt like I worked for 30 years though. Like it was a very high-paced job. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, uh, and while working with them, right, I, I was drawn towards working with a product firm, right? I, I am not a service-based firm anymore uh, or a consulting firm. I, I wanted to own my own products uh, because I saw people owning their products and I, I, I wished that for myself. Uh, uh, so uh, when I got the opportunity uh, uh, with Eaglewise, I did not hesitate. Like I joined them immediately. I, I really liked their personality uh, as an Indian mid-sized firm competing with the giants of Indian banking scene. So uh, I, I like their style and I like their personality a lot. Uh, so here I have built my own team. We own and we work on multiple products. Like we have a say in a lot of the things that we do. And it has been really, really a great experience with the device. So this has been my experience so far well that is uh, quite interesting i think uh, there's huge amount of variety in terms of uh, you know in in, right. in terms of the kind of experiences that you've had and there are multiple questions that i have from uh, you know what you just mentioned so talking about while you mentioned about you know building a team every leader is different and every leader has a different experience they have accumulated to date. My question is, what are your unique strategies for managing and leading teams at various levels of the organization? So as a manager, I'm more of a coach. Like I like to make sure my des designers are constantly learning from me, uh, mainly from you know how I think and how I arrive at a solution. So they pretty much know what I know and especially how I think. So, uh, uh, so that's good uh, so far. Uh, I, I make sure I, I see a progressive upskill growth with each of them. Like I focus, uh, I, I don't focus too much on the hard skills because I know with experience, they kind of keep growing their hard skills. Uh, I focus more on the soft skills and cross-functional understanding. So uh, learning this takes time. Like, and one has to go slow with repetitive experience to cement it permanently. So uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a slow process. But it's a very effective process and I think a learning experience has to be slightly slower in nature so that you see different perspectives. Um, so in my, in my daily stand-ups, I talk about all current and future pro projects. Uh, all my feedback and suggestions are done in front of the whole team because I want uh, them to learn from each other's design. Uh, so if I really have to summarize it, like I, I would say it all boils down to having a great culture and an intentional two-way communication as part of your team design. Hey, did you know, with a 1.2 million strong client base, Edelweiss has a strong network of subbrokers and has been awarded as best broker by 
फिनेंस एशिया कंट्री अवार्ड्स 2020 वाव दैट्स दैट्स एन इंटरेस्टिंग एडवाइस एंड आई एम शॉर यू नो ऑल 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 लीडर्स ट्राइ टू आइडेंटिफाई दिस यूनिक वेज इन विच यू नो दे दे लीडिंग सो आई आई थिंक दैट्स दैट्स रियली इंटरेस्टिंग व्हाट्स एक्साइटिंग इज दैट यू नॉट ओनली फोकसिंग ऑन द करंट चैलेंजेस एट हैंड बट इवन टॉकिंग अबाउट द फ्यूचर and where you want to shape your teams to be so that's 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 pretty exciting so ritesh my next question um, you know comes uh, from the fact of you know managing large portfolios of products i mean it it requires highly flexible ecosystem that caters to the needs of a large group of people the question that i have is what is the design philosophy you follow at edelweiss to provide superior digital product experiences to the customers that is that that is a good question so uh, we had some challenges early on uh, uh, so what we did was uh, uh, in 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 the initial part right in one of our core projects that we did uh, we got the opportunity to work on a design component sheet so this was a big project and we knew that this project was going to very hugely impact the overall platform and and all the supporting platforms as well so uh, we created a very deep uh, uh, a design component sheet this helped us immensely so uh, what we do now is uh, 70% of our time is spent on ux and talking to the key stakeholders like from a delivery point of view once we cover all the screen flows and the key info architecture of the module we jump into the ui phase where we are just adapting components from this master sheet you know so this this immensely helps us and it helps our tech team as there are no surprises in this in any new micro interactions that we are building so it it makes it easier uh, in in following the steps of uh, uh, for the different value chain in such as product and and ba team and the tech team to consume the process uh, uh and 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 kind of design that easily so it's very intentionally adopted so that there is no friction in the overall pipeline of any projects interesting and while we talk about this in fact the other interesting um point that i wanted to touch about uh, ritesh was the entire revolutionary shift in the users of the banking industry in fact the majority of established banks already have platforms to deliver new services but the challenge is about implementing customer experience uh, design in in banking at large what i wish to know from you is how can designers provide more innovative and personalized experience to retain customers across various channels unfortunately designers doesn't get access to work on the overall service journey well not yet uh, uh, i'm talking about these conventional retail banks so uh, it is difficult for them to have a solution uh, which works for the whole of india mainly because of the different type and income ranges of users different states cities and villages have multiple processes and and regulation complexities uh uh banks have these dense network distributions among these villages and cities and uh, uh and the inconsistent method of data collections and recording makes it difficult to design something innovative and and really out of the box 
and with all the legacy technologies they still work on it adds to their restraints so that's uh, so that's why there are they are constantly playing catch up as compared to these digi banks and neo banks that you see uh, uh, so so these neo banks and payment products are are basically tech firms they are not a service firm right they are, are pure a tech play uh and and we will see many horizontal inter, uh, uh uh integration between these conventional retail banks and these uh neo banks so this will be an interesting time for the indian banking industry uh uh and 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 the future is really bright for indian banks so there are going to be many changes and as designers we will get to design interesting products um more contextually relevant uh for our country's user type so our, our i would say our mid term future is definitely bright for designers in the banking space and it's going to be a fun ride super in fact when you talk about it being fun ride and you know exciting things one point that i cannot escape is where each one of us talks about let's gamify it i mean it has become the new mantra of engaging users with the products and it has become a popular strategy because it relies on a uh, psychology of addiction to engage users to keep coming back to use a product my question to you is how can we use design thinking to gamify better and hook customers to the product so short answer by designing better and relevant products uh, so i'll tell you so i started hating these words gamification chatbots uh because people started using these terms to really sell the product or the concept uh because there was a trend and people were buying it so it is it is uh, similar to the silly trend we saw of the joggers pant i don't know whether you remember jeans chinos cargos all men's pant had these you know uh uh joggers format of of bottoms and all brands did it so uh then suddenly one day it all stopped and now you see very few of them uh so i would say uh not all products really need gamification and chatbot so i'll i'll, I'll uh, explain an easy way to understand this there are two types of products one is a painkiller and the other is a vitamin google maps is a painkiller like a user opens the map to know a location of the place so this is an immediate just like having a painkiller to instantly kill the pain right so uh, uh you don't really have to exercise too much of gamification to kind of get the user back onto the system here while products like linkedin medium are vitamins it takes time to build your network and following it takes effort to create content and post them and hence these products have to come up with smart cues to nudge their users back into the system so they use likes comments subscribers uh uh and different modules to kind of loop you back into the system once you identify what type of the product you are designing it becomes easier to learn what what would encourage a user to come back to the product so uh designing for a user's success helps building trust and this gives you basically a better engagement wow interesting um i definitely agree to the fact that you know a lot of times these jargons are misused and maybe not uh, aptly fit um, you know in terms of the product or the service uh, deliverable 
In fact, while we've been talking about the word experience, we come down to something that you uh, have been doing on a daily basis, which is user experience. And if you talk about user experience designers, they are known as natural empaths. Um, but many designers get caught up in the idea that empathy is merely understanding other person's perspective. I wish to know what is your definition of empathy? How can designers, in fact, use empathy to find the intersection between the business goals and what your user actually needs? Yes, uh, to understand person's perspective. That's right. And there is a big aspect of emotions and, and context involved here. So the emotional and the contextual part helps you understand the degree of what will encourage or discourage your user. Uh, once you learn this, uh, it, it helps you to pitch effectively to get the right reaction from the user. So I, I see your question following during the user's exploration phase uh, when he is looking for a particular product or service. Uh, so the UX uh, is more from the storytelling copywriting and visual communication of the service or the product so understanding the degree of what will encourage or disgrace the user will help you design the right experience for anybody who lands on your product absolutely in fact uh, ritesh i think that's that's a pretty interesting point where we talk about the intersection of the business goal the design goal um, and you know all of it coming together and and talking about the new possibilities that we create for customers out there. In fact, my next question on user experience is where Steve Krung in his book, Don't Make Me Think, has talked about what users think in the flash of a second. It will decide whether they stay or leave on the, uh, you know, from, from the website. Human perception varies, especially in the way we observe different visual information. The question is, what are some of the ways, Ritesh, through which designers can make it easier for users to find the opportunities for action that they need to find to have a better user experience? There is no right answer for this. In fact, the right solution comes with many trial and errors and constantly reiterating the product on the fly with users. Uh, uh, if you remember Google Maps, Facebook, even Zomato and, and Swiggy are a good example of this. Like you would have noticed uh, there was a time for Facebook when they constantly changed their design. I think it was around from 2007 to 2011 and uh, uh, till they found that sweet spot. And then they suddenly stopped and focused on various content types. So uh, recently they refreshed their UI and their visual design, but the larger navigation model and the UX still remains the same. So constantly, I, constant iterations with the user helps you design the right product. So, and this is an ongoing process. The trend keeps changing, interactions with devices keeps changing. So these constant variables makes the UX grow and fun for us designers. Hey. Did you know, trusted by customers and recognized by their peers, Edelweiss has been acknowledged and awarded the Finnovative Award 2020 in the segment of Top 25 Financial Innovations of India. 
interesting and i'm sure that as the entire uh, concept of user experience is uh, you know evolving day by day as the technologies get it sophisticated i'm sure that there're going to be new possibilities and uh, exciting uh, things for all of us to uh, to look into the future that's the fun part of our industry i would say absolutely ritesh in fact uh, ritesh while talking about um, experiences and uh, you know the long term uh, objectives i you know my my next question comes from there that long term relationships with subscribers are the new business objectives that make experiences rather than products the new focus of development efforts traditional methods like user research competitive analysis are insufficient to actually meet the new demand of these subscription based economies i wish to know your views on how can organizations gain long term customer loyalty so what i have learned recently is there can't be just a product or service form so a product form will have services and a service form will have products uh forms uh want to have a bigger share in your life like so creating and growing their portfolio of offerings helps them be part of the user's life in the long term so uh so these ancillary products and services are designed to keep you in a way dependent with their services and brands so you would see that like i mean apple have started subscriptions while google being a digital product services which making digital apps and search engines they are making phones and you know uh, uh, notebooks etc and so on interesting i think loyalty is something that most of the organizations keep struggling with in terms of ensuring that how do we hook on our customers to keep coming back to us again and again and um, i think uh, design and user experience plays a very important role in today's time out there and there are so many case studies and so many examples out there for us to take inspiration so allow me to add to this uh, uh so uh, now you would see that there are multiple uh, competitions you know in each sectors like i mean it's the competition is extremely fierce so it it becomes uh, if if i am let's say recognized in some areas uh it it kind of makes competitive sense for me to kind of go into an associated segment and kind of uh have more of the time from my audience so so that's what essentially the product and all the service firms are doing right now interesting um that's that's an interesting point of view in fact while uh talking about all of this one of the areas ritesh that i i don't think uh any one of us can overlook is is the entire aspect of technology today we see a lot of design tools and processes use artificial intelligence and machine learning they act as game changers that can augment or replace several steps of the design process itself the question that i uh, have for you is what are the other ways we can use ai and ml to create user centered design okay so what uh, ai and ml can do is give you insights on your ab testing give you insights using the collected data and possibly predict trends so there could be some products which mash up your photos and videos using ai or ml ios already does that 
but there are you know these are set templates which is designed to recognize and create albums uh it is not going to replace a video photographer's job however i can't see how ai and ml could practice user centered design uh i could be wrong uh so the main factor in usd is user which is a human and we know humans are rational irrational logical and illogical and with variety of human emotions and machines are just logical and and super intelligent but uh could they be creative could they be emotional i don't think so yet so we will see these ai tools uh which will facilitate a designers with the work that he does uh, but i don't see anything more than that for now interesting uh, definitely agree i'm sure that like uh, we mentioned uh, you know few minutes ago that the entire world of user experience design itself is evolving i'm sure that technology is getting uh, sophisticated day by day but it is meant to assist the users rather than completely replace uh, the human aspect of it and that's that's uh, beautifully put i mean it's it's more of a complementing tool rather than supplementing tool exactly thank you <laughs> great ritesh automation artificial intelligence and other technology can drive significant benefits for design and businesses but we also often ignore the dark side for example a powerful algorithm used in social media have moms suddenly questioning whether to vaccinate their children or not the displacement of frontline service workers and so many more examples of of such kind of uh, situations the question that i have is how can we use humanity to build an ethical automated future while the entire world of ai and ml is also evolving right that is really sad honestly like so this happens only with a certain type of digital sector i would say which is a social media or search engines uh and and it is and its monetization format and the lack of regulations makes it easier to exploit that system so if we forget social media for a minute you will see great benefits of digital in your life and and how greatly it is embedded uh, uh in you so uh from from the inception of you know the human existence uh, uh only in the last 50 years we see we have seen digital and technology so heavily embedded in our life and and yet we know there are going to be a magnitude of changes uh, uh with better regulations uh uh which will help us grow better uh with technology interesting and while we are at it this brings us to my last question for you ritesh at avantika university we've got we've we've coined the term designering which is the blended approach of design and engineering do you see uh this actually as future of designing where both these worlds of technology and design come together they blend together and there's going to be uh, a lot of new exciting uh, things happening around this theme yeah i i think the future is in this trifecta of design engineering and entrepreneurship i would love to see designers starting new services of product like i mean so you know the best companies are the design centric firms you know the famous ones like nike apple disney 
Airbnb to name a few. Uh, I think students of Avantika University should focus on creating their own products and services, which is, uh, you know, that's basically uh, the future of, of Indian economy and, and, and I would say the world economy itself. Superb. Thank you so much, Ritesh, for joining us on our podcast show. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for doing this. Likewise. Thank you, Rohit. Hey there, we hope you enjoyed our show. Do write to us on ads at the rate avantika.edu.in. We look forward to your opinions, feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show. Do tune in our channel next week on Wednesday for a new story on Hubhopper or wherever you get your podcast from. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.